Look, we all know Ted Decker, Frank Peretti, Jerry B. Jenkins, Tim LaHaye. We know the giants of the Christian supernatural fiction genre. We've seen their books on Barnes & Noble's bargain shelf, their nice hardbacks. But there are dozens, if not hundreds, of indie authors, independent authors, who are writing biblical fantasy and sci-fi. Now, these guys, me among them, don't have a massive publishing house pumping tens of thousands of dollars into marketing. How do we compete against these larger secular names? How do we put fiction into the market that is glorifying God and competing with fiction that is pushing humanistic, cynical, nihilistic philosophy? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today on Creative Grumbles, the podcast for Christ-centered storytelling. But before we get into it, let me take this chance to tell you about my Patreon. Look, authors have bills, and I'm currently working a full-time job to try to take care of mine. If you support my Patreon, that helps me spend more time on mission and less time making someone else money. If you love Christ-centered storytelling and you want to see more of it, head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash johnsugar and become a patron today. All right, today we're going to talk about 10 ways we can help independently published authors get established in the market and get to where their books can be supporting them. Step number one, buy their book. Now, I know that seems very obvious, but very few people do it. An indie author will have their book up for pre-order. Pre-order their book. You see what happens in Amazon's algorithm when you pre-order a book? It doesn't register it as a result on the day that you pre-order it. It just kind of saves it. So on the day that the book actually launches, all the pre-orders hit at the same time. So if, say, there were 100 pre-orders on a book, to Amazon, it looks like 100 people bought the book on the day that it came out. This registers a massive spike in the Amazon algorithm and winds up being very beneficial for the author because it jumps their book up in the rankings and causes Amazon to show the book more organically to people who are looking for that kind of book. So buy the book, pre-order the book, read the book, enjoy the book. And that leads us to number two. Once you read the book, once you enjoyed the book, if you did, if the book sucked, you know, then you know what to do. Rate and review the book. Now on Amazon, this is super easy. Kindle will actually prompt you when you are done reading the book and ask you what you thought. It'll say, hey, click on the star that means the most to you in reference to this book. And you can tap on the star that you like. It could be three stars, four stars, five stars, or one star. I've done that plenty of times. You can hit that star rating and help that author out because what that does is, again, is it triggers the Amazon algorithm. It sees that not only did the reader buy this book or download this book if it was on Kindle Unlimited, they also took the time to tap a star rating on it. And that helps Amazon rank the book higher and again, show it more organically to those who are looking for the same kind of book. Now, if you review the book, this is when you're typing out an actual opinion on how the book was. This is fantastic. I personally love it when people take the time to do this. However, it is not required. The only thing we would really love to happen is the rating. You can tap on that star, whether it's five stars, four stars, Whatever it is, you tap on that and it will register in Amazon's algorithm. Now, when people are searching for a book, the first thing they see is the cover, and then they see the title, and then the next thing they look for is the number of ratings that it has. So you could have a book that has 45 ratings, and then you have a book that has 3,348 ratings. 
Which one do you think is going to be better? That's right. It's going to be the one that has the most ratings on it. So even if you don't want to write out a whole review on your opinion of the book, just leaving a rating is such a fantastic boost to an author's visibility on Amazon. Another place, if you want to be a huge help, review them on Goodreads. What is Goodreads? Well, Goodreads is a social media platform where book nerds like to gather and brag about what they're reading. This is a place where people will be posting, I'm reading through this right now. And they'll post their page count, and then they'll write a detailed review on it later, and they'll share it with others who are following their lists. It is a fantastic place for readers. And if you review on Goodreads, then it's a big deal. Now, we have to talk about how many numbers of stars do I give? On Amazon, it doesn't really matter how excellent the content is, if you understand my meaning. If it's good, go ahead and give it five stars. It's Amazon. It's not a huge deal there. We don't have discerning buyers on Amazon. You got people who are looking for, you know, a quick hit. When you're reading a book and you're like, well, it wasn't exactly what I liked, but it was okay. You know, go ahead and give it five stars. And then on Goodreads, give it 3.6. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to do that on Amazon, which is where we're going for volume of sales. But on Goodreads, you have your more discerning readers. Think of them like readers with a palate. That's where you can be much more in-depth on your review. Also, if you're lazy like me, you can link your Goodreads account to your Amazon account. So anytime you review a book on Amazon, it'll automatically post that same review onto Goodreads. And that will just help your author out so much. Now, what do you do if you didn't like their book? What if their book sucks? You know what? Don't leave a review. Okay, ideally, you'll tell them before they release the book that, hey... Your book sucks. You need to work on it some more before other people see it and they tear you to shreds. Because you release a bad book out into the world, well, that could possibly destroy an author's little spirit because it's going to be badly received and then they're not going to want to try anymore. And honestly, they just needed to let it cook a little longer, needed a little more editing and need a little more development. And it's terrible to do that to a young creator or to an old creator, depending on where you are in your career. Just let them know before that happens. But you know what? If the book is out in the world, leave them a review and then contact them personally and say, hey, you should pick up a spell check because uh, this was incomprehensible. And then you can help them without diminishing their potential sales. Because like I said, Amazon is not full of the most discerning readers in the world. And, you know, an author can still try to get a career start while not necessarily having to be the most excellent thing on the planet. All right. What's another way that you can help your author? Number three, request the book at a local library, church, and school. What that means is you can go to your local library and say, hey, my author has a book coming out, and I would love to have it in the library. I'd like to borrow it from the library. Libraries love having any attention at all whatsoever. They kind of have this feeling that no one likes them, and, you know, they're, they're on kind of a mission. They're on a kind of like a crusade, and I love libraries. I think they're great. But as soon as they hear a person saying, hey, I would like to have this book, they will immediately do their best to try to obtain it, which generates a sale for your author. And here's the thing. Libraries pay more for books than anyone else does because it's a different kind of license. That book gets lent out to dozens of people. Well, that's a potential loss of dozens of sales, right? Well, the library actually pays about $50 for a book, and that registers a massive royalty for the author. And it gets their book into the library. It gets them read more. So, like, if I have the beginning of a series 
and I get my book put into a library, people read the book in the library because they see it there, and then they want to read the rest of the series. And so they go looking for it elsewhere, and it generates even more sales. Fantastic. And it's the same idea with getting the book into your church library, getting into your school library, getting into a book club. You're just getting the book out there. People who would already be reading, they're actually reading the book from the author that you want to support, and that is a fantastic way to do it. Number four, join the author's newsletter and then annoy them. Professional authors are going to have a newsletter, a way to contact their readers and let them know what's coming out in the future, what's going on in their lives, whatever kind of hobby stuff the author is into, or whatever the author is trying to do to fill time so that people don't think they died while they're waiting for the next book. But when you're working as an author, it can be very lonely. You start feeling like you're in some kind of echo chamber. You don't think anyone's thinking about you, and so then you kind of just fall off working on the sequel. It's like, eh, no one really cares. Until you get emailed. So when I send out a newsletter, I'll often get people replying to the email. And here's what I would want people to do. I would want them to be saying, hey, when's the next book coming out? Hey, when's the next book coming out? John, 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 when's the next book coming out? And if you're doing that, I suddenly feel pressure to put the next book out. And I feel excited because people are asking about the next book. And that's actually a huge personal encouragement to the author because suddenly what they're putting out is something that is desired. It is something that is wanted. And it makes the author feel so much more encouraged about what it is that they're doing. Number five, invite the author to speak at a book club, a Sunday school, a youth group, a school, a library, a seminar, a podcast, a blog. If you are following any kind of major influencers, whether they could be booktubers, they could be book clubbers, they could be book talkers, or there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. If you are following any of those kinds of things, invite the author to speak at these functions or at these seminars or whatever, and let them present their mission to that audience. So I have a friend who writes, what is it, military sci-fi dystopian fiction for teenage girls. Her name is C.J. Malacy, and her mission is to present YA fiction, young adult fiction, to teenage girls that will cause them to feel hope, because honestly, there's not a whole lot of that in the female YA market right now. And she is all the time speaking to them, letting them know, hey, there's hope. Hey, you don't have to feel depressed or hopeless. You don't have to feel like, you know, the only way to feel fulfilled in this world is to get guys to look at you or to do a little dance on Instagram or, you know, whatever it is. You don't have to do that. You can have hope. You can have positive feelings about your future. And she does fantastic with reaching out like that. It's like she's in my writing group. Every time I hear her talking, you know, she's saying, oh, I talked to this group today. I was on this TV local news station the other day. I was on this podcast. I was on this blog. You know, do that for your author. If their mission is important to you, help them reach their audience. Help that message reach their audience. Number seven, join their launch team. Now, a common tactic going on with professional indie authors is they formulate a launch team. These are people that are dedicated to their book, to their series, to their mission, to whatever it is. You can join their launch team and help them fulfill a lot of tasks that's really hard for them to do. 
something an author will do is call a whole bunch of libraries, call a whole bunch of churches, call a whole bunch of influencers, do a whole lot of reaching out, sharing a whole lot of social media messages and photos and graphics and trying to do all of the things all at the same time. And honestly, it gets to be a lot. And so when you form a launch team, suddenly you have people that are given certain tasks. And if the author is intelligent, they only give one task per person so that it's easy and it's not a burden on their lives. You can take a picture with the book and formulate with a hashtag. Let's say if it was my book, Shades of Black, I would have a person take pictures with the book wherever they're going. Hey, I went to my favorite coffee shop with my favorite book, Shades of Black One in Darkness Cast. Hashtag Shades of Black. Hashtag Escalon is awesome. And they would post that. And then other people in the community would post it as well. There could be a contest of some kind. And it just generates a whole lot of buzz on different social media platforms about the book, which is always a big deal because suddenly people who are on your friends list who hopefully respect your opinion see you posting a picture with this book and they're like, oh, I should check that out. And then maybe they'll order the book and then they'll be like, that was awesome. And they buy a book two and then they buy book three and their lives are changed. And it's amazing. You know, maybe that's what happens just by being on their launch team. This is a huge help to the author. And that kind of goes hand in hand with number eight, ask for social media content to share. You know, maybe you didn't get onto the launch team in the beginning, but that author is always promoting their book. They're always trying to generate interest in it. Ask them for a graphic. Ask them for whatever they use to promote their stuff and share it yourself on your social media stuff. Everybody's on social media. I mean, come on, you're on Facebook. All right. I saw notifications that people were still playing Farmville for crying out loud. They're asking me for freaking wheat. I'm not helping you get wheat in Farmville. Okay, Pam, I'm not going to do it. But, you know, if you're going to be asking your friends for wheat on digital wheat so I can make digital bread or something on Farmville, if you're doing that, you can absolutely share a graphic of your friend's book, of this person's book that you're trying to support and spread it around and people will get to see it. Number nine, this one's a little technical, so you're going to have to keep up with me here. Use keyword searches to find the book. Now, when you're looking at Google or you're looking at Amazon or you're looking at YouTube or any of these giant search engines, they use something called SEO to create a navigation system to find the best topic or the most relevant web page for somebody who's searching for something. For instance, my book is called Shades of Black. Well, if you just type Shades of Black into Google, it doesn't bring up my book. If you type Shades of Black into Amazon's search engine, you will find my book on the first page. It'll be down a little bit. I think it's usually result four or five once you get past the sponsored results, which are just paid ads. What you can do when the book is gonna come out or has come out, go into Amazon and search for it by its title. Once you see it in the scroll down list, click on it. If you haven't bought it yet or you're going to add it to your Kindle Unlimited, do it then. What this does is shows Amazon's SEO that this is a path that readers are walking. They're looking for this particular set of keywords, and when they find it, your author's book is the one that they want. It is the most common result for that set of keywords. It's a huge help to the author because Amazon will then start bumping that title up in the search results. So again, type in the title of your author's book, look for it in the scroll down list, and then click on it. If you can buy it, do it then. 
If you've already bought it, then this still helps. It creates part of the path. If it generates a sale there at the very end, this is a huge deal for your author. You can do that on Google. It could be a little harder to do on Google. Google isn't great for books. You'd have to type in the series name and the book title to try to be able to find it that way. Sometimes you can type in your author's name and try to do it that way. Sometimes you can type in their website and find them that way. These are all good ways to boost SEO on Google, but really the best place to do it is on a more localized engine like Amazon or YouTube if they're on YouTube. That's personally what I would do to boost a friend's, a colleague's SEO on their book launch. And then number 10, share with friends in person. You know, you can share stuff on social media all day long, and it's got to be really good for someone to care about it. You got to be doing something weird to grab people consistently with that. But man, if you're carrying that book around with you, if you bring it to you at the coffee club, you bring it to with you at church, you take it to your lunch at IHOP or Denny's or whatever it is that you're doing, you carry that book with you. And then people ask you, hey, what you reading? And then you tell them about it and you tell them how you're excited. Man, they were, they're like 15 times more likely to pick that book up. That would be amazing. There is such a difference to giving books in person because you're exchanging ideas. You're exchanging perspectives. You're giving a story. And that's how society used to work. You know, civilizations used to sit around the fire and share stories. And they were close-knit. And we got in a lot of distance because of the digital age. And I'm telling you, if you want to help an author get established, you share their book in person. You tell people about it, what it means to you, how it's relevant to you, and then maybe how it can be good for them. Weird. It's kind of like sharing the gospel, huh? And then I added one more. I kind of combined a couple of these. I'm actually not sure if I got the numbers right or not. I know somebody's going to ping me on that. The last one is pray for your author. Think about them and pray for them. Like I said, this is a lonely job. Now, I hate people, so it's perfectly fine for me. I don't care. I'd rather be in my office, in my pajama pants, tippy-typing away all day long and not interacting with anyone. But there are some authors who do require some kind of social interaction. And so for their sakes, pray for them. Think about them. Send them little notes. If you're not the praying sort, you know, positive vibes. I'm not really a positive vibes guy. It's There is a utility to it. You're sending positive vibes towards someone. You're way more likely to do something for them, like practically. You know, I don't think positive vibes in and of themselves accomplish anything in the universe. But maybe because you're trying so hard to have positive vibes towards them, you know, projecting it from your mind or whatever it is you're doing, maybe you'll get out there and do something for them, hit the pavement and show their book around or whatever. Now, obviously, if you're praying, you're bringing down the power of the Lord or the hand of the Lord on their lives, and it's going to be so much better for them because they got some support, you know, they got some overwatch. So this is my list of things you can do to help an indie author to give them that boost that they need, either whether it's emotionally, psychologically, financially, whatever it is, you can help them continue on their journey of producing Christian fiction and trying to make the world a better place. You know, you don't do this job for the money. <laughs> like, really, there's no money in it. I've been doing this since 2017. Yeah, 2017. And I checked on Amazon the other day. I've made $1,200 on Shades of Black 1. $1,200 in six years. There is not a lot of money in this job. 
but you do it because it's what the Lord told you to do, and that's what your mission is. So you continue to produce what it is you're told to do, and then hopefully the church will back you up on it, and you will continue to produce. And honestly, these are the best ways to help your indie author friends. I've asked a whole bunch of them, kind of crowdsourced this list, and they all agree this is pretty comprehensive. You don't have to do all of these things. Even if you just do some of them, you will be the hugest help in the whole universe. And we will love you so much. And we will be, well, I mean, we're going to be kind of socially awkward about it. We're not going to know what to do. But we'll be sending positive vibes your way. All right, that's it for today. Now remember, make sure you head over to John Sugar's website at creativegrumbles.com to find out more about his books. And we'll see you next time.